you know, I used to be on other social media networks like Instagram, Facebook. Um, I used to be on those pretty regularly, but LinkedIn has become my favorite social networking tool, honestly, mm-hmm. in, in more ways than, than one, you know, I've been able to build, you know, friendships that way, but really being able to develop connections with people who are, are in the industry that we want to go after. Hi everyone, Tristan McIver here, uh, program advisor at AMC MPO Solutions. Today on the Not-for-Profit podcast, we welcome Jessica Villasacora, who is the founder of Superbands. Uh, today we're going to be talking about going virtual and what that looks like uh, for a not-for-profit to be fully virtually um, sustainable and online for uh, their members. Here at AMC, we do a lot of live webinars and virtual training for nonprofits across Canada. If you're looking for virtual governance training or strategic planning for your NPO, drop me a message and I'll be happy to go over options with you. More details are in the show notes. So hi, Jessica. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Hey, Jessica, please tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, also about Superbands. Yeah, so I am the founder of a nonprofit called Superbands. Um, we actually recently got our 501c3 status, but we have been operating um, on a very slow-paced level since 2014. Um, the mission of, uh, of Superbands is dedicated to building a community that lives at that intersection of music and mental health. So a very unique kind of combination and, and where those Venn diagrams kind of intersect. Um, and the mission is, yes, we are looking to raise global awareness for the youth mental health crisis um, and, and encouraging those who need the support to get that support that they deserve, um, but also bringing young music fans closer to their favorite artists, their favorite bands through virtual and live VIP experiences. So giving them a night to remember an amazing experience at the concert of their choice with the artist of their dreams and uniting them through these honest conversations about, you know, the soundtrack of their their own lives. And our tagline that we like to say is we, we remind everyone to stay strong and keep rocking on. Oh, that's great. Oh, I like that. <laughs> so the, um, the demographic that you cover, um, that you, um, your organization supports, is that um, youth? Is it uh, adults? Anywhere in between? Yeah, so originally when I first started Superbands, um, it was stemmed through my own experience and I struggled with depression um, from the ages of 13 to 17. So that was originally our target audience. But as I've, you know, come to learn and as the years have passed, we've noticed that our audience is more than just that young age. It's, it's also spanning to uh, young adults, early adolescents, you know, so anywhere between 13 to 25, we've noticed is primarily where our audience sits. Um, however, we have been very fortunate enough to receive a lot of support, a lot of really great feedback, and a lot of, you know, involvement from people uh, of all ages from around the world. Excellent. Good. So um, I understand that um, everything runs virtually. Uh, on your platform. Mm -hmm. What are the challenges and benefits of that? Yeah, so I think that that's kind of how we've always we've we've always operated in that way. And before it used to be so strange and such a foreign concept when I would tell people. Um, but now I think, of course, it's slowly but surely getting readily accepted. Um, 
whether mm. it's by force uh, or, or and a lot of companies are adapting. They're adapting to this digital age that we're in. So I think when we first started, um, well, it was just me. And in my, I noticed in my own immediate circle, I really lacked the support um, from the people I knew and the people in my immediate vicinity. Um, ideally, mm -hmm. I mean, when I first started it, I would have loved to have, you know, sit down conversations with people. But um, as a nonprofit, you really want to connect with people who are passionate about your mission, who really resonate with what you're doing. And I was finding that that was everywhere from around the world, you know, miles away from where I lived. So I did try to look into what ways can we um, can we collaborate? And before there were very, there were pretty limited tools. There were things like Google and social media, which is how we have been able to unite so many people. Um, so social media is, is not being discounted by any means, but as time has, has passed, we've, you know, gotten a, a more comprehensive toolbox um, of tools such as Slack, um, Google drive, which has, you know, always been our tried and true, um, Asana and Basecamp for project management. So there are so many different tools. And I think one of the biggest challenges is um, our team is relatively young. Um, and it, it being virtual, I think you kind of lack that those real connections that you might get almost immediately when you're face to face. Um, so we try to do team building or collaborating in other ways. Um, we try to just have those type of water cooler conversations on Slack and ask, you know, how you're doing, how are your pets, how is everything going? Um, but it is difficult to, to establish those connections. Um, and it definitely takes a lot more time on, on a virtual basis. Um, you can't always, well, as a virtual team, you can't pop in on people and ask how they're doing. You really have to dedicate time to figuring out your project management and organizing things. So, um, definitely has helped me become more organized um, in, in the sense of running a virtual team. But something that I think uh, that I kind of touched on earlier that is amazing about having a virtual team is I wasn't forcing people in my local community to fit into this, this mission and vision of super bands. It was people coming to me who resonated with the mission. So our team is, they're 100% passionate about the work that we're doing as a group. Um, they're, they're bringing in so many different ideas based on their experiences from around the world, the different ages, the different backgrounds and socioeconomic statuses. Um, mm. Everybody has something to bring to the table, but the one thing that unites us is how passionate we are about the work that we're doing. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, we, we use Slack as well, um, and that definitely has helped us with the remote uh, the remote, remote team building and, and celebrating each other. You can do the, the hand claps and the thumbs up, right? The emotions when we're on a, on a say, a, a call. Right, so yeah. Call, like, <laughs> which we use, which we've been using for a long time as well. So uh, with, your, with your staff, how, um, how did you find your staff? Because um, they're mostly virtual, as you say. Are they in different areas of the country? Are they in different areas of the world? Yeah, so um, originally I was just thinking of posting kind of a call to action on social media. Um, you know, social media was our very first method of not just collaborating as a team, but really getting the visibility out there. Even before we had a website, we had a Twitter, um, we had a Tumblr account. We really did 
we were born on social media essentially. Um, so that's how I was intentional or initially planning on getting the word out. And we still do that. We still do have our calls to action. Um, but actually more often than not, the people who are a part of the team or who have been in the past have come to us because they found us. Um, they found us online and they were, they really felt connected to the mission. They really felt that they had the ideas to offer. And for me, um, I really do put a lot of weight on the passion more than the experience, uh, more than your area of expertise, because if you care enough about something, you can make anything happen. Um, so most of the time people have come to us. One of the, um, one of the people on our team actually has been following Superband since 2015, 2016. Um, and she lives in France. And she reached out to me um, after all these years of kind of connecting back and forth on social media. Um, she said, you know, if you're looking for someone and you need a little bit of help, she's more than happy to get involved. So um, relying on people coming to you has been really, really great for, for us personally. But we also do typical things like job postings on LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm internships.com is a great one for, for younger individuals who are college aged. Um, so yeah, kind of a mix of both. That's, that's really neat that you actually have somebody that's, um, that's from France. That's right. Really yeah. That's great. Yeah. So with, um, you know, you talked about with your staff, um, I guess staff engagement, you know, just keeping, uh, everybody connected on Slack or other, your other, um, other ways uh, to keep the staff connected virtually. Now, what what does HR sort of look like um, in that respect? How are you able to um, remotely manage the team? Yeah, so um, luckily for me, um, I don't have to just do it alone. So um, okay. I, I do have, yes, I have interns who are relatively young and new to the work experience, um, but I also have volunteers who have worked professionally in various industries who can contribute their knowledge and, and help me with oversight. Um, the nice thing about our internship program is that it's pretty uh, we like to call it like a choose your own destiny type of internship where we have a general application and we kind of match people based on what types of experience or projects that they want to get involved in for their careers. Um, so it's a lot of, it's a little bit have, like heavier lifting on our end because we do kind of have to guide them. Um, but between myself and two other individuals, we are able to kind of divide and conquer. Um, and of course, continuing to stay connected between the three of us and continuing to stay connected with all of our interns. Yeah. And how do you, how do you do that? Um, the connections per se from the social media or sorry, not social media from the, um, the uh, applications that you already have. And that type of thing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So definitely using what using what we have. Um, yeah. And in terms of, I guess, staying connected, um, again, because most of our team is relatively young and have very similar interests, despite being around the world, um, really staying connected on a personal level beyond just super bands, following each other on Instagram and, and seeing what each other is doing or what you're up to and following up with those conversations and congratulating people on different milestones and, and really celebrating not just super bands milestones, but celebrating each other. Oh, well, that's great. 
Lovely. So with, um, with connections, it sounds like you've sort of made connections um, by just having your, your content out there. Um, so in the industry, what, what sort of tips would you share um, for others that could uh, um, generate more uh, contacts in, in their, in their industry? Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I used to be on other social media networks like Instagram, Facebook. Um, I used to be on those pretty regularly, but LinkedIn has become my favorite social networking tool, honestly, mm-hmm. in, in more ways than, than one. You know, I've been able to build, you know, friendships that way, but really being able to develop connections with people who are, are in the industry that we want to go after. So media and entertainment is such a big, broad world that I personally don't have any true connection to beyond super bands. So how, how is someone like me from a small town in New Jersey, how can I break through such this, this big industry? So being able to connect with people through LinkedIn and reach out to people in the appropriate industries, the right companies, um, a lot of it, you know, more often than not is a shot in the dark. Um, but if I could give any true advice, it's, you know, you never know until you give it a shot. So I've given, I think I've sent maybe over a thousand, maybe over 2000 LinkedIn requests, messages, um, you know, hoping that someone will give me their time of day or, or really see the potential. And, um, you know, you can't let it affect you if they ignore you or if they reject your invitation. Um, but you'd be surprised at how many people will give you a shot or will, um, really, really resonate with the mission and have given me, you know, 30 minutes, 60 minutes um, to tell them about what I'm doing or um, advisors, not even on a a board member level, but just providing advice, giving me feedback. Um, I get like emails from some of these people I've connected with only on LinkedIn um, regularly, people forwarding me articles or forwarding me other organizations that they think I should connect with. So LinkedIn has been such a great tool. um, And on top of that, I've joined masterminds and tried to connect with people who get what I'm going through. I think the people that I am in close connection with on a daily basis, just in my own life, they don't really understand what it's like to run a nonprofit, to run a business, um, to manage a remote team, but joining masterminds of like-minded people who can offer each other advice, connect you with the right people um, is, is such a valuable tool as well. Yeah, that sounds, you know, like community. Sounds like a community building. Yes, yeah, for sure. And and can you tell, like, why is that so important? Yeah, I think what I've come to learn, I think when when I was struggling with depression as a a teenager, um, I think a part of what made it so difficult is that I felt that, like, I was the only one. I felt like I was the only person that was going through these awful days at school and and feeling so down about myself. Um, But going to concerts was, was where I felt connected to people, you know, people who understood me, who understood my love for this band, who understood, you know, how much I, we loved and resonated with these lyrics. Um, so I think that was my first kind of in, uh, encounter with what the power of community really is. Um, and as I've kind of come to grow super bands, it's, 
it's so simple, but just connecting people with each other and creating this organization where a teenager who feels like they're alone realizes that, hey, there's thousands of people around the world who are dealing with this just like I am. And, and I'm not the only person. So being able to encourage each other through, through our favorite songs, but, but also just, I think there's always just been the, the strength in numbers. Um, and I think that every person should have a community, whether it's in person or maybe uh, a nonprofit like Superbands kind of cheering them on and standing behind them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, how would, so you, you, you touched on a few things of how, um, how you'd keep um, this community engaged. Is there anything mm -hmm. else? Cause you'd mentioned um, LinkedIn or sharing your information. Is there any, um, are there any other ways? Yeah. So keeping our supporters engaged is a, is a tricky one because um, we have a relatively young audience and everything is changing, right? Like they, they're between the pandemic currently, but also things like going back to school or a different um, observances from mental health, like for example, so September being Suicide Prevention Awareness Month. Um, there's a lot of moving parts. So being able to juggle our content um, and really pivot based on what we see is performing better or what more people um, find value in. So whether it's posting educational resources and articles, um, but also maybe sharing news about, you know, one of the top bands that people in our support in our supporter base care about, or asking people for their feedback about a new song that was released or encouraging them to, to send an encouraging tweet or an encouraging message to somebody. So really um, not just posting things, but trying to open up that two-way conversation and engage them directly um, has been very, very important to us and very valuable more than anything. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting about, um, uh, you know, kids going back to school, it, like here, I'm sure it's the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of challenges around what that, you know, what that looks like and if they're going to be, if they're going to have their peer relations and yeah, it's interesting times. Yeah. Right it's a, actually. it's definitely a, a whole new world and um, yeah. more than anything, not just the, the health scare of returning to school or maybe the struggle of physically doing school from home. Um, mm. It's the mental capacity or the mental um, turmoil that this could cause or the stress and anxiety that this could cause, um, really trying to tie everything back to mental health and, and open up that conversation because it isn't talked about. You know, we've come so many years since I, I was a teenager, but we still don't talk about it. We still have a little bit of taboo around it. And and it is a little bit of a unknown space. So really trying to just make it make, normalize the conversations and do it in a way that really resonates with teenagers, which is music and pop culture and entertainment. And me too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Same. <laughs> I love listening. My brother played this song for my son last night and it was really cute because I had no idea what it was, but it was such an <laughs> uplifting song. Yeah. And this band apparently only does did this one song, but yeah, no, it's it's amazing how how um, music can change and 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 uplift your mood, you know. And right. Yeah. So vital. So vital. So, was there anything that I missed um, that you'd like to discuss uh, that could help uh, the growing nonprofits out there? 
Yeah. So I guess something that I didn't touch on, or I guess I briefly touched on it is don't be afraid to take chances, whether it's reaching out to people that you don't know on LinkedIn or attending a, um, well, when things return to normal, attending like an in-person group of, of nonprofits or business owners where you can learn from each other and really build those connections and build that community aspect. Um, but on top of that, you know, it's okay to not have all the answers. I definitely did not and still don't. Um, you kind of just figure it out. Don't lose sight of, of your North Star and that mission that you're going after. And again, to that point I made earlier, I think if you're passionate about something, enough, you can make anything happen. So you'll figure it out day by day, um, connecting with the right people. But, um, you know, if you care about something, go for it. Great. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. So how can we how can we learn more about uh, yourself and Superbands? Yeah, so you can find Superbands online on our website at www.superbands.org, O-R-G. Um, and we are, we've linked our social media handles on our website, but on for Twitter and Instagram, we are Superbands with an underscore at the tail end of that. So S-U-P-E-R-B-A-N-D-S underscore um, on both those social media platforms. But um, yeah, we look forward to continuing to grow our audience. And I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit more about my story as well as the work that Superbands is doing and, you know, really hoping to change lives. Mm -hmm.